Okay, let's begin. Parshas Va'era, Tav Shin Ayin Ches, as we get into the Makos and the Mitzrayim story, which we started last week. And Baruch Hashem, now we are in the first seven Makos we have in this week's Parsha. And as we mentioned each year, uh, all the different Torah that we say last week, this week, next week, uh, can be also related on Pesach, just as the Pesach Divrei Torah and the Haggadah Divrei Torah can be related uh, this week and next week as well. And we'll start off with the first Pasuk. The first Pasuk, Vayidaber alakim el Moshe, Vayomer elav ani Hashem. Hashem says to Moshe, and he says ani Hashem, right, unclear exactly what the message is of the first Pasuk, but we continue, Vayera el Avram el Yisrael el Yaakov el Shakai, I appeared to Avram Yisrael and Yaakov, with the name Shakai, Ushmi Hashem lo nodati lahem, and something is being contrasted between the Avos and Moshe Rabbeinu. Uh, Rashi already picks up on the fact that Moshe complained at the end of last week's parsha. Ata sirah, Hashem says, you're complaining, you think it's getting bad. Me'az basi, el para l'dara So you won't be zoche, <coughs> something uh, in a contrast between Moshe Rabbeinu and the Avos. But if you look in the first Pasik, if we look, we have two verbs. Vayedaber and Vayomer. Rav Zilberstein points out in one of his many svarim, Aleinu L'Shabeach, in source number one, that we usually know that Vayedaber is Lashon Kasha. It's a harsher Lashon, while Vayomer is a softer Lashon. Right? We know Haggadah is also a harder Lashon. Vayagay. And Vayomer, right? Ko Somar Leves Yaakov, right? Vatagay Lebenei Yisrael. Right? So why Dafkin, the first Pasuk here, do we have both Lashonos, a Lashon of Kasha and a Lashon of Racha? Vayedaber Lashon Kashahi says the Rav Zilberstein. Right? Yosei spoke to them uh, with um, brazenness. In the same Pasuk, where HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, so to speak, trying to give Moshe a little musr, and Tochacha, you have in the same Pasuk, you have Vayidaber and you have Vayomer. Vatshuva, he says, is Pashat. The Pasuk says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has Moshe v'dibari tov mishpat. Hashem's giving Musar. Hashem's giving Tochacha to Moshe Rabbeinu here. Even the greatest of leaders needs a little Tochacha from HaGadosh Baruch Hu. As we have mentioned often, our greatest leaders were not perfect. And that's what makes them great leaders. Because if a leader is perfect, we can't relate to him. We do not believe in the infallibility of the rabbinate. Right? All rabbis make mistakes. Four people never sinned, the Gemara tells us in two places. But they weren't the Gdoli Hador. Right, the Gedolei Ador, Moshe and David and Yosef, they weren't perfect, but Hakadosh Baruch Hu had to give them Musar, like here. But the Torah is being Marames to us how the best Musar is given. Vilimatanu Hatara Derech Eretz Shagam Kasher Omrim Divrei Tochacha Yishlomim Bloshen Racha. You can have biting words and serious words. The contents might be sharp, but how it's expressed shouldn't be sharp. You could have a Vayomer and a Vayadaber in the same Pasuk. And this, says the Aleinu Shabayach, says Rav Zilberstein, is specifically the message that we have to take in this generation. So many people out there are still far from Torah and Mitzvos. They're looking. The people out there are looking at the Orthodox Jews, how they act, how they behave. And the more Jewish we look and the more Orthodox we look, we have a, a higher achrayas to act in a certain way. But how do we act? It starts with how we speak. 
And it starts with Midas Tovos. And it starts with what impression and what uh, picture that we give to others. Line 10. It shouldn't be something light in our eyes. Especially in these days. Right? We learned back in Sefer Breshis, Rav Yeruchim points out, when uh, Yaakov Avinu is giving Musr to the, uh, to the shepherds, his first word is, Achai. My brothers. That's how he starts off. Because that's how it has to be a lushen of racha. It has to be soft, any type of tochacha. Remember, tochacha is never pushing down. I think he quotes that later on. We'll get to that. But first he continues and quotes, Matsanu ikaron ze'agamba pasuk. Says the, in the pasuk, Vayichar Yaakov ayarav v'lavon. When Yaakov got upset at lavon, after everything that lavon did to Yaakov. V'lamrot sh'apasuk me'ich, Yaakov asamarivim lavon. He's fighting. But what does it say? Vayomer lavon. Vayomer. Not vayidaber. Why? Even to a lovan. Madgish achafetz chayim. Shagam shachar al Yaakov. Lo diber elav kashos. El vayomer belashen racha. Because he shouldn't come to Kass. Right? We all are familiar with the famous Ramban. Igeres HaRamban. The first message the Ramban gives to all of us in his letter is, don't get angry, don't raise your voice, because then we get out of control and the message is not going to come through. And it's so easy for us to lose it. Whether it's with our neighbors, with our children, with our students, with the fellow drivers on the road, right? It's so easy to lose, to lose ourselves and forget Lashon Rach is the only way that is going to be successful. And then he quotes two stories. Um, let's uh, go to the, the story that he quotes, when I go to the one that he is uh, relating to, ne- towards the bottom of the page, Lashon 36. Halashen haracha hitzrich lalavos osanu biachzino gam achenu hatoim biker kasher anu bayim l'shachnei osan l'kayim mitzvos v'leinos biaratora. We want to impress. We want to be mashpia. We want to be makarev. It starts with how we talk, and it starts with dugma yishit, a personal model. Man erachi shachnei esa adam sheminegad, a soft tongue. Litchaber obali mitas tovos. If they, they, all of us have to be more inspired. But if we carry the torch of Torah and following halacha, shomer Torah mitzvahs, we have to be super sensitive into how we are perceived. And maybe we have to look at these so many Jews that still aren't yet believing in HaKadosh Baruch Hu and close to shomer Torah mitzvahs and we look at ourselves and say, maybe we're not doing enough of a job. Because if we would be inspiring enough to others, then it would be easy for others to be inspired. So he tells one story. Nitzkalti b'maisa mufla. He says a story that he was involved in that made him think about this uh, this message. There was a taxi driver. It happened to be that he was in a taxi, but it could have been in any situation. Listen to this story, he says, that happened to me. He went into a taxi, and he sits next to the Nahag, as we know here in Eretz Yisrael. It's not a, you don't sit in the back. It's next to the Nahag. It's It's family. Right? The uh, Rav Shlomo Zalman, uh, they say in the biographies, whenever he used to go into a taxi, he says in the front, he used to say, he's not my Nahag, he's, he's my Manhig. Right? He's not, uh, I know he's not, what, he's servicing me? No, he's my Manhig. He's my leader. He's not my driver. So he used to say, he sat right next to the, um, to the driver, 
Hitfranti shemareu enotoim es hamera hayudi midore dorot. To put it lightly, he didn't look one, like one of those Jews of the shtetl. Didn't look like someone who maybe I would have been my first um, opportunity to invite him over for a Shabbos meal. Ha'ishaya atur bit samav igilim. He had jewelry on. He had a, a unique type of haircut. I didn't even feel comfortable sitting next to him. It was that serious. Nahag saw that I was pulling back a little bit and uncomfortable. He was Mirames, don't 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 judge me. Altis Takel Bakankan. Right? Don't judge me. Why? And what did he do right after that? He reaches under and he shows me that he is wearing tzitzis. He is wearing tzitzis. Top of the next page. Talus katan muhudar. And, obviously, Omar te emet. Afta ahay tag dolama od. Ladavar kazeh pashulot tzipisi. I have to hear this story. What is this guy doing wearing tzitzis when it doesn't look like anything else about him follows any halacha? Ani betalik shel chazarah betshuvah. I'm in the process. Which is already amazing. He knew he knew he was in the process. He knew he wasn't at the finish line yet. Which is how we should all feel throughout our lives. We're in the process. I can't yet do the haircut and get rid of the uh, the jewelry. Right, it'll, it'll come off at some point. I've already decided. Let me tell you why and where it started. There was a Jew that I took in the taxi. He was a big Rebbe. He was somebody special. Some big special Jew. I took him from Cholon to Bnei Brak. When we got to his house in Bnei Brak, You must be hungry, thirsty after a long day. Come inside a little bit. Eat a little bit, drink a little bit. Keep the meter running. I don't want you to lose money off of this. Keep the meter running. Just come up and uh, have something to drink and eat. I, of course, wanted to. You know, I was going to go in. I wanted to stop it. I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, could not listen to him. Don't touch it. So I went up to his house. He gave me to eat. He gave me to drink. You probably didn't put on tefillin today. How about putting on tefillin? Would you like to? Keep the, keep the meter running. It's all on me. Right? You don't lose anything from this. It's all on me. I'll pay you. Don't worry about it. I couldn't could not. I didn't put it on. I couldn't knock. I've taken many, many people in taxis, he said. Nobody's ever been like this. Let alone, how about a thank you, but let alone inviting me into his house. How are you? We want to inspire Midas Tovos. That's how we're going to get ex- more Jews to keep Shabbos. That's how we're going to get more Jews to keep kosher. If we are noble in our Midos, and he didn't want to steal anything from me, he told me not to be Mechabed Amone. Hanaga Kazu Shavta Libi, it got to my heart. Ad Sha'amarti Shem Yeshi Hudim Ka'ela Bolam, 
If there are Jews like this, I want to be part of this team. I want to be part of this if this is what they're about. When he went down, he checked the mechir. He even gave him a tip, even more. He said, after all, I, w- I caused you not only to be in the car, but I caused you to come upstairs. This is, this is how you inspire somebody. How much did it cost the guy? 25 shekel. 25 shekel to bring somebody back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we have to know that's exactly how we inspire. And then he says, even in the last paragraph, he says, that's maybe a deeper idea of the Pasuk and Mishlei. Upshot that he heard. Which Pashas means, do not reprove the scoffer, lest he hate you. Give tochacha to a chacham and he will love you, which basically, which kind of means like, if you know somebody's not going to listen, don't talk to him. But maybe there's a deeper idea. Al tochiach esazulas betsura kazu shetomar lo atalates. Al tochach lates. Don't reprove someone and make him feel that he's a lates. Make him feel that he's a scoffer, that he's low. No. Pen yisnaacha. Because that's going to lead him to hate you. But rather, hochach lechacham. Tell him you're a chacham. Tell him this is beneath you. Tell him, no, this is not, this doesn't befit who you are. Right, we've quoted often, Revar and Soloveitchik, tochachas from the word lahochiach, to prove, prove to the person that he's better than this. Right, you're, you don't, you don't know, this is not, this is not you. And that's the underlying message of Shlomo HaMelech, al tochach leitz. No, hochachacham. And in that way, we will be able to inspire. So that is something that vayomer and vayadaber, we read the Pusik and that's a story that we could say over at the at the Shabbos table. Okay, moving right along. Second pasuk. I appeared to the avos with the name of Shakai. And Shmi Yudke Vavke. I did not let them know. We discussed in previous parshios this chilek. I think maybe it was last week. I don't remember. The difference between Kel Shakai and Shmi Hashem, Yudke Vavke. Hashem is emphasizing, Moshe, I think the end of last week's parasha. To the Avos, it was Shakai. Shakai is Shem Hashem, that means, Sha'amar Olam die. Hashem says, die, enough, this is the world, the natural world. The Avos really didn't perform miracles. Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu arguably, I heard this week, Avram Avinu arguably, probably even not arguably, the most influential person in the history of the world. Did not perform any miracles. He didn't hold any public office, but he influenced all faiths for the rest, for the, for the eternity. The most influential person in the entire world history, Avram Avinu. So, no miracles. Shakai, right? Nature. Ushmi Hashem, Yudke Vavke, Hayahovaviyah, Nisim, which I'm about to start doing, Lonodati Lahem. So, Moshe, don't worry about it. I have it covered. Next Pasik. Veganaki Mosi Esbrisi Itam. And I am fulfilling my covenant with them. Wasais Lem as Eris Kanan to give them Eretz Israel. As Eris Megurehemesha Garuva. Vegamani Shamadizakas Bene Israel. And I've heard the, the cries of Bene Israel. Voes Kores Brisi. And I'm going to take him out and then we have the Dalad Lashonos of Geula. These Psukim here are an answer to Moshe's complaint. Moshe says, what's going on here? I can't take it. It's getting worse. Hashem says, don't worry. I'm going to do miracles, and I'm fulfilling my treaty to take them into Eretz Yisrael, and I'm going to do all the geulas. Asks the Rinas Yitzchak, Rav Yitzchak Saratskin, what does Eretz Yisrael have to do with this? <laughs> Moshe's complaining it's gotten worse. Hashem says, don't worry, I'm going to do miracles. That's fine. And the four Lashonos of Geula. But stuck here in Pasuk Dalit, 
is, and I promise I'm going to take him to Eretz Yisrael. What does that have to do with anything right now? What does this have to do with the Shebud getting worse? Shebud Mitzrayim, Hashem says, don't worry, they're going to Eretz Yisrael. What's the message? Says the Rina Siyaschak, source number three. It's an answer to the previous. Moshe says, why is it getting worse? It says the Gemara in the first statement in Shas of Rav Shimon Bayachai. Shimon Bayachai, one of the most quoted Tanaim in all of Shas. Three special gifts HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave to B'nai Yisrael. And they all come with pain and difficulty. If you want a gift that means something, you can't just have it on a silver platter. You've got to work for it. It's got to be hard. And what are they? Torah, Eretz Yisrael, and Olam Haba, which we've quoted in the past. Every Jew, what, we're only going to get two out of three? We need three out of three. Every Jew needs Torah, needs Olam Haba, and needs Eretz Yisrael. Those are the three gifts that were given to Klal Yisrael. And it quotes the different sukkim. Eretz Yisrael, what's the Pasuk? Tichsiv ki kasher yasir ishes beno Hashem alakechem yasreka. Yisurin are part of the ingredients of being Kona Eretz Yisrael, Rachman al-Islan ad hayomazeh, Klal Yisrael. We suffer Yisurin to be Kona Eretz Yisrael on a national level. We suffer. Rachman al-Islan, Hashem should redeem us with the Gula Shlema. But this is part of the Kenyan of Eretz Yisrael. Lis Yasser Yisurin. Step one. Step two is a briskarav which we mentioned many years ago. I gave it to you again. He quotes it, but first let's see it inside and then we'll come back. Says the Briska Rav in source number four. In the Grizz and Parsha's Lech Lecha. Parsha's Lech Lecha. The Briska Rav there is explaining how the first time Avram Avinu is talking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not the first time, but the first, the covenant that he makes is nobody's done anything wrong yet. There hasn't been sins. And yet Hashem says, Avraham, your descendants are going to suffer. And they're going to have to have difficulty. They're going to go through the Kurabarzel. They're going to go through a land that is not theirs. And eventually they're going to come out and they're going to go to the promised land. So the Briskarov explains. We mentioned this in a Haggadah Shir two years ago. This wasn't just a prophecy. What's going to happen in the future? This is part of the conditions of the covenant. In order to get to Eretz Yisrael, there has to be the Sheba Mitzrayim. This is part of the plan. The chosen people and the chosen land, in order to become that, part of the creation of Am Yisrael has to be with the prior Shibud. Shalmanaz ke nechor sabris, shemitchila yuzaro gerim ba'aretz, lo lahem, va'avadam inu osam, v'rak dor reviya shuvuhena. And that's part of the covenant that we have. And therefore, the agreement was and that's going into Eretz Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu complains it's getting worse. Right, and that parenthetically, that's what he mentioned, why the Torah says Esav had it easy. That proves that Esav is not the chosen people. Why Lot's descendants and Esav's descendants, it got Harseir automatically, easy. That means that they're not part of the Brisbane Abbasarim. Back to the Rinas Yitzchak. Right, so says the Rinas that's the answer to Moshe Rabbeinu. Things are getting worse that's exactly the point. Because remember what the goal is. Eretz Yisrael is the goal. Eretz Yisrael is Nikris B'Yisurin. And the Yisurin don't only start when you get into Eretz Yisrael, but even getting to Eretz Yisrael. How many Achenu B'nai Yisrael throughout the centuries tried to get to Eretz Yisrael? 
and on the way weren't able to make it. And if they made it, there were difficulties on the on the way. Says the Rinas Yitzchak after quoting this line twenty two now. It's Nikneb Yisurin, as is reflected in the Brisbane Abbasarim. That's the answer here. That is why it became worse for us, because this is part of the divine plan. This is part of my fulfilling the bris to give them Eretz Kenan. She is Yasru. They're going to they're going to come out uh, as well. So again, this answer of Akadosh Baruch Hu to Moshe Rabbeinu is part of the larger plan, part of the part of the uh, the Geul. Okay, moving right along. So. We have the conversation between Hashem and Moshe towards the beginning, and then we have Pasuk Yud, uh, Yud Gimel, Yud Dalet, we get into Shani. We have some of the families mentioned. This is pretty unusual. Usually when we have the families of Am Yisrael mentioned, all the Shvatim are mentioned. Right, in Parshas by Midbar, we have all the Shvatim mentioned. Right, in Parshas by Yigash, we have all the Shvatim mentioned. Right, generally when we have the families of Am Yisrael, you don't just list a few of them. And all of a sudden here... Ela Rashi Beisavosam. These are the Rashi Beisavosam. Okay, we're ready. We're ready for them. Bnei Ruvain, Bechar Yisrael, Chanoch Ufalu Chasrov Charmi. Ela Mishpachos Ruvain. Right, Chanoch is one of the sons of Ruvain, the Bechar of Ruvain. Right, the only person, one of the only name in the Torah which has four people with that name. Chanoch. Uvnei Shimon, Yimuel, Yamin, Oad Yachin Sochar. Ela Mishpachos Shimon. Pretty good. That's two. Ela Shmos Bnei Levi, Gershak Gazmarari. And we go through Bnei Levi, Ubnei Kos, Amram, Yitzar, Chevron, Bnei Murari, Machli, Yamushi. And then we get to Moshe. Then we get to Aaron, and that's it. We don't mention any of the other families. Especially all of them had died previous generations, right? Nobody's alive anymore. So Chazal obviously pick up on this. Why does it only go through three Shvatim? Ruven, Shimon, and Levi. So Rashi says, well, we want to talk about Moshe and Aaron. They're about to play a central role. So we want to talk about where they came from. Remember last week's Parsha, it was just an Ishmi Bas Levi, Vayikaches Bas Levi, right? For various reasons why their names were mentioned there, which we've discussed. But we have to give their Yichus. So once we're giving the Yichus of Moshe and Aaron, we say the whole Sheva Levi. And once we say the whole Sheva Levi, we start from the beginning. And we do Reuven and Shimon also. So we start with Reuven. And then we go straight. And then when we get up to where we want to get up to, then we stop. Okay. That's one answer that Rashi, that Rashi suggests. Suggest the Meshachachma another answer. Maybe there's specific names that are listed here. Reuven, Inshevet Reuven, Inshevet Shimon, and Inshevet Levi. That makes it specific why these names are these names are mentioned. Says the Meshachachma, there are two elements that Hakadosh Baruch Hu implanted in the reality that uh, t- teach us what is the uniqueness of of uh, Moshe and Aaron. Says the Meshachachma, Hine He'emir Hashem Yisbarach Moshe va'Aaron l'Nevi'im u'Manhigim. Hakadosh Baruch Hu appointed these two major individuals, Moshe and Aaron, defining for the Jewish people as Nevi'im and leaders, the Ba'al Yipal Safek, Bnei Yisrael, Pikva Bishlichusam. 
These two, these two leaders, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to hint to Klal Yisrael, not only in that generation, but for all generations, that there's no pickbook, there's no suffix, there's no doubt about their leadership. How do you prove that? How do you prove that Lees are such unique leaders? Says the Meshachachma two ways. Number one, he chose older men. Old men taking millions of people out to the desert if they had any doubt in their mission. If they weren't sure if they had God behind their back and watching their back, would they be, would they be so confident? Would they be so sure? They're an old, 80 years old. How long are they going to live? So says the Meshachachma, Kodesh Baruch Hu took an 80-year-old, an 83-year-old, to show Klal Yisrael that these were unique, special, chosen. There's no pickpook. There's no doubts. They're not young. Right, an old person looks back, I don't know how much longer I have. He doesn't have the uh, vivaciousness of life and, and excitement. Kodesh Baruch picks old men. Old men. Why? Because these are unique leaders. You should know, they're not, they're not run-of-the-mill leaders. I'm sorry, that's number one. And then we have number two. Says the Meshachachma, who were listed in the people in this parak? B'nai Ruvain. B'nai Ruvain. Where did B'nai Ruvain come up later on in history? They were not fans of Moshe Rabbeinu, as we read in Sefer by Midbar. Who else is on this list? B'nai, Shimon, right? Not all of Shimon, Yumov, Yamin. But then we have Levi. Korach's on the list. Others are on the list. What's the message here? Kodesh Baruch Hu wanted to give the list. Kain Bachar Hashem Yisbarach, line 7. Kiyu mevakrim achrei pulos Moshe. Umaharim achra b'chonetia l'ra'a. For 40 years, starting now, for 40 years, Moshe and Aaron were in the center. They were in the limelight. They were scrutinized. Every action was scrutinized. And some were even down the Chova. Oh, why is Moshe late? Oh, why is Moshe early? Right, back and forth. And there were fights and there were rebellions against their authority. But who was the last man, who were the last men standing? Or with the men that ended up going down with Korach? Was it the was it um, the others that argued that were Damakavchova at the end of the day after forty years being in the limelight? If you didn't quote unquote what we might say nowadays, dig up any dirt on them now that you know that they were perfect. And all these people listed from the beginning, already from the beginning, foreshadowing the Bnei Ruvain and Korach. Right? They they didn't last. Right? One of the Animamins is Moshe Rabbeinu as a Navi is unique and different than everyone else. And don't think they were busy doing other things in the desert. They weren't working. They didn't have to make a Parnassa. It was just thinking about Torah. And they focused on him. And they were Kshay Oref. And B'nai Ruvain, Palu, B'nai Shimon ben Kananis, B'nai Yitzar, Korach, Pinchas, Kolela, B'nai Falu, Shevet Shimon, V'Korach, 
misnagim Moshe b'chol prat. They try to get him. They try to get him. Asher kolela lo nasu pnei Moshe didn't affect. And why, that's why, what does it say at the end of this section, after a list off, and obviously then it talks about Amram and Yochevet also, but then it says at the end, Hu Aaron and Moshe, Asher Amar Hashem Lemotzius B'nei Yisrael. It's these people. These people that took them out of Mitzrayim, these people ended up taking them throughout the desert. Kodesh Baruch Hu knew, obviously at this stage, maybe it wasn't 40 years yet, it was going to be 11 days, but either way, this is this is the Meshachachma. Why? Dafka Dishvatim, because out of these first few Shvatim were the instigators and some of the troublemakers that gave Moshe Rabbeinu headaches throughout the time in the desert, and yet his leadership is not Mefukpak after looking in, in hindsight, because who was, was the last man standing? HaKadosh Baruch Hu was the one that took Moshe Rabbeinu away, and nobody else, nobody else brought him down. Okay. At the end of this section, the passage that I just read, there's a Rashi that many Mefarshim talk about. This is Aaron and Moshe that went to stand in front of Paro. Right, it's Aaron and Moshe, it's Moshe and Aaron. Right, and Tupsukim consecutively. First the Pasuk says Aaron and Moshe, then the Pasuk says Moshe and Aharon. What does Rashi pick up on? Who Aaron and Moshe? Yesh Moshe Makdim Aharon the Moshe. Moshe Makdim Moshe Aaron. Sometimes Moshe's put first, sometimes Aaron's put first. Lomar lecha sheshkulin ke'echad. To teach us that they are equal. They are equal, shkulin ke'echad. And how we usually understand this, and we've spoken about this in, in the past, the most common shot of this Mishnah, of this uh, Rashi is, Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron, they're equal. It's one of the Animamans. Right? Moshe Rabbeinu is unique, is special. In terms of fulfilling their potential. Moshe filled his potential, Aaron filled his potential, and in that way, they are equal. And that's why the Rambam, I didn't give it to you, but the Rambam in Hilchas Shuva, in the middle, two prakim, where he talks about Bechira Chavshis, and the Rambam says, any Jew, every Jew wake up in the, wakes up in the morning, he could be anybody, right? We shouldn't think what the goal may, uh, that the, those who are un, uh, uninformed and uh, foolish people say that a person is, is uh, ready uh turns and uh, he already is has nitios to do sin beforehand, right? What the doctrine of, of original sin says the Ramah Chas V'Shalom. Everybody can be as great as Moshe Rabbeinu or as wicked as Yeravim Benavat. Dafki picks Moshe Rabbeinu. Why? Because Mo- well, I could be like Moshe Rabbeinu. No, but Moshe fulfilled his potential. So do I can fulfill my potential, right? And that's where Rabzusha, Rabzusha said, they're not going to ask me why I wasn't like my brother, Rebelli Mel. No, they're not going to ask me that. They're going to ask me why I wasn't Rabzusha. Right, I have to be the best of Zusha. Right, famous, okay. But that's one shot that, uh, the most common shot that's given. But the Shemana Tov points out in the third Chalak, look closely at the words that Rashi says. Rashi says, Sheshkulin Ke'echad. How do you translate those words? Sheshkulin Ke'echad. Says the Shemana Tov, where it's underlined. Vahanira Bazeh. Everything we said was true, but maybe there's a deeper idea. Not just that the East fulfilled their potential separately, independently, but shkulin means mitzad puulasam va'avodasam yachad olam biladam. Shkulin ke'echad, they both fulfilled everything ke'echad as one. 
Meaning, Moshe had a job and Aaron had a job. And even if you want to say that Moshe's job was bigger and Moshe was the money, he was the ultimate. But Aaron also had a job. And only if they each fulfill their, each of their jobs perfectly and completely is the job done of the leadership of the Jewish people. If Aaron didn't do his job fully, if Moshe didn't, so then something might be missing. Imagine you have a circle. Let's say Moshe is three quarters of the circle and Aaron is a quarter of the circle. Just giving a mushal. Chas we're not, we're not, we're not, uh, giving, uh, percentages to the leaders. But if Moshe left out a little bit, it still won't be a complete circle. If Aaron left out a little bit, it won't be a complete circle. But that's how we have to look at it. Shkulin ke'echad. They all brought everything together as one. It's one unit. The zemitar keser kahuna, the zemitar keser Torah malchus. And that's what the Gemara even compares them. Shadayim nachonu koya Moshe va'aron shteim shein echad uma'achvim zed zeh. He says that's what it is. He says the mashal also. Ke'ain mashinem are similar to what it says in Parshas Brachis. The shnei ma'oros hagadolim. The two great luminaries, the sun and the moon. The na'asulu ma'ara gadol va'ma'ara katan. And the moon says the Gemara Mesechus Chulin complains that right, it's impossible. said there could be two leaders. You'll have one job. You'll have another job, but you'll each have part of a job of lahayir al haaretz. That's Moshe and Aaron. That's Rashi. It doesn't say shneim shkulim heim. The two of them were equal. It says shkulin ke'echad. The two are like one. The two are like one because they each fulfilled their potential. And that is a message that we could take. That is a message that we could take. Sometimes we look at the, our, uh, our rabbeim, at the gdoli adar, and we look at it sometimes. You know, it's easy. Or we look at uh, people in our communities who do so much, who are so involved in every project and they accomplish so much and they learn so much and they're such bali chesed and they're such bali up. And what can I give? And what can I do? The point of life we're not independent. All of Klai Yisrael, every single person in Klai Yisrael has a job to do. Has a job to do. And it's like one big circle, one big pizza pie, and maybe I'm a tiny little sliver of a slice. But if I'm missing, if I don't do what I'm supposed to do, the pie's not whole. And it's missing something. Right? You can have the mushal in many different ways. Somebody once heard many years ago, a mushal. We're all Jews. We're all part of, we're all a car. Ramosha Feinstein is the steering wheel. Right, and uh, this gadol is the motor. Okay, uh, okay, maybe I'm a, I'm a, I'm a handle of a door. Okay, you can live without it, but you know what? If there's no handle on the door, you know, it's a broken car. It's not a perfect car. But that's how shkul and ke'echad, each of us have to look at recognizing that we have a job to fulfill. And if we don't do our job, right, being mechanic our children properly, you know, being mechanic our grandchildren properly, right, fulfilling the, uh, taking care of the shul properly, whatever it is, then there's a job that is not being done and Klal Yisrael is lacking. And that's why we have to look at each other also. It's a message of looking at each other and being machshiv other people's jobs and avoda in their avodas Hashem. So that's Shkulan Ke'echad, uh, the message. Okay. So now we get to Moshe and Aaron come to Paro. Baruch Hashem, they've made it. The Geula is on its way. The Geula is on its way. So what happens... When you come to Paro, he'll ask you to do a mo-face. Right? You will throw the mate, and it will become a tanin. It will become a type of serpent. 
That's what happened. Aaron takes the stick out of his hands, and the second that it hits the floor or out of his hand, it becomes a serpent. And power calls to his and they do it also, and he is not convinced. But at the end, as we know, Aaron's mate swallows up their matos even after it became a mate. Great. Says Rav Zevin in Latar Balamoadim in his classic creative style. Kedusha and Tuma go hand in hand. Everything in life could be used for amazing Kedusha or amazing Tuma. The same item could be Kedusha, could bring unbelievable inspiration, but could also drag us down. How do we use this physical world? That's number one. Anything can be used for Kedusha or for Tuma. Right? A house. Somebody Zoha to live in a house. They can use the house for Kedusha Vatara and Beis Vabachachamim Vachulu. And they can use it for you know, a base vod for other things, right? A, a car can be used for mitzvos and other things. A cell phone, right, can be used for unbelievable destructive actions on my neshama. But it could be also be used for an unbelievable way of using every second of my life when I'm traveling and when I'm out somewhere, you know, and not I'm, even wherever I am, I can listen to a shear, right? The same item could destroy my life and could change my life, Latova. But then Rav Zevin says, even with it, he's giving an example. Even something so inherently beautiful, amazing. Shabbos. Shabbos is unbelievable, but we know it could be just the opposite. A carbon, a carbon, you could eat it in the base of Migdash, and the second it goes out of the base of Migdash, it's Nifsal. Hakadusha says Rav Zevin, line 11. Hayoser Gedolov, Yoser Nizgava. So much kedusha, one physical item that had so much kedusha in it was the mate, was this staff that's being used. Mate ze nikra bakasuv mate lokim. Right, it's called in the Pasik the mate of God, the godly mate, mate lokim. V'shem ha-mefurash ha-yachakukbo, the shem Hashem was engraved on the mate. Nivra be'erav Shabbos be'en ha-shmashis, u'ba'os ha-moshes ha-osos. It was used for makos. It was used, it was created be'en ha-shmashis. Moshe split the sea with it. Moshe beat a malik with it. This was a mate of kedusha. This was a mate full of ruchnius. V'yavu ha-sidli higalos la-melech ha-mashiach. And he even quotes, maybe Mashiach's going to use this mate. And with all of this kedusha, the second that the mate goes into the domain of a paro, it turns into a snake. A snake, the symbol of darkness, the symbol of death. This, okay, it's a tanin, it's not a nachash, we're putting it together. Yes, that's true, but that's what he does. Hasnachash usemel atuma, vua nachash shehevi misal olam, unoshe chumatil eres, beguf kolchai. Says that's the, that's what could do, that's what the power that we have. We can hold on to the mate and do nisim and aflos with it. But the second we let the paro inside of us get it, turns it to a nachash, turns it to tumah. But 
We know the day will come, even though there's so much tumor around, we know the day will come as he ends off. What's the, what's the end of the story? The world's going to be all Kedusha. The mate, Aaron's mate, it's going to swallow up all the other mates. All the other mates that changed it to snakes, there will come a time, as the Pesukim described vividly in Sefer Yeshayahu, over and over again, the Yemosa Mashiach, where there's going to be so much Kedusha Vitara, ultimately will all be used for, for Kedusha. He even quotes in the middle, we skipped that part, on line 20, even water. Water is a symbol of Tara, and that's why it was changed to Dam, right, right in the first Makkah, to show them that it's all about what you use it for. Okay, good. So we have to say something about the Makos. Something about the Makos. Let's focus on the first Makkah. First Makkah, the Makkah of Dam. Vayom HaShem HaMoshe, says Perak Shmos, Perak Zayim Pazit Yates. Emor Laron Kach Matcha, Nete Yotcha Meimei Mitzrayim, take the Mata. Right, we know Moshe Rabbeinu did not do the first couple of Makos. Hakar Satov, as we spoke about last week, right, Hakar Satov for the water, Hakar Satov for the earth. Even though, right, the, even the Dam, the, the water saved him, but like the Ufar, it didn't, didn't even work, right, it was found out who he killed. But still, Hakar Satov. So, Aaron does it, Kach Matcha, Nete Yotcha Meimei Mitzrayim, Everything became dam, and the fish died. Mitzrayim couldn't drink water from the yar, but he had dam b'chalaretz Mitzrayim. The dam was all over. Asked that Yodesh Torah, Ben Sion Firer, Haim, why did Hashem have to change it to blood? Yes, we know, parenthetically, the Eben Ezra quoted a day that maybe it changed to blood just for a second. So all the fish died, then it changed back to water, because that's why he says they couldn't get blood, water from the Yaor, because it was all putrid. Okay, but let's assume, like Rovri showed him, that it turned to blood and it stayed blood for the the length of the Makkah. There's an easier way to make the water undrinkable. You don't have to make it blood. Just make it bitter. Make it really salty so nobody can live there. Make it like the Dead Sea. Right, nothing lives there. Why dafka blood? Could have been Melach. Right, the Makkah of Melach. Right, Melach went into the uh, water and all the fish died and the Mitzrayim couldn't drink. Wouldn't be as colorful of a picture in the Haggadahs. That's true, but would have served the same purpose. So why dafka dam? Why did it have to change to dam? Right, we already know from earlier, right, not uh, earlier, later, right, right, by, uh, in Mara, right, they walked three days, they couldn't find water, they came to Mara. Says that, Yonah Shatar, no, no, no. Because what's, there's a message here. It's not just punishing the Mitzrayim. There's something more going on here. Yesh Lomar, line 13, 14. Why? Remember, the process of the Makos. Hashem could have taken us out in one fell swoop. Boom, come out. The Makos were an educational tool. Hashem was trying to educate us and the Mitzrayim. Ki ein kamoni b'chala aretz, ki l'ashem ha'aretz, all the different shonos of the Psukim, as the Ramban puts together. So part of the message of the Makos was recognize what you did wrong, and this is Mida Kenegad Mida. The Mitzrayim had anti-Semitic rules. Right? They separated between Mitzri blood 
and Jewish blood. Hashem wanted to show them I could also separate between Mitzri blood and Jewish blood. If you work somebody to the core, if you're working somebody hard, fine. That doesn't prove anything. But, killing Jewish babies, that's haflaya. That's separation between blood and blood. So that's zilzil damam shall of the Jews. And therefore, you separate blood, says Hashem, I could also separate blood. I could separate Dom, just like you could separate Dom, and that's why it didn't just become bitter. Right? It was specifically to teach them Mida, Kinegan Mida. And it's interesting, says the Hagyona Shotara, the first and last Maka both have Dom involved. The first Maka has Dom, is Dom, and the second Maka. The other one, I mean, Arov, maybe some Mitzrayim died from the wild animals, but it doesn't say anything about Dom there. But Makas Bacharis, obviously, there's Dom on the door. Again, maybe the message being, hey Mitzrayim, ben Dom Ladam, ben Dom Ladam, Vayadam Lachem Laos Alabatim Asher Atem Sham, Ufasachti Alechem Lo Yevachem Nechef. I'm going to separate, I'm going to see the Dom, and that Dom is going to be protected. And I'm going to go kill the firstborns. Right, Dom. Maybe, it doesn't mention it, but again, there's a question that's asked, and you can't build a shear on this tiny little point, but it's, many Haggadahs ask, why we call Makas Bacharis Makas Bacharis? Right, we don't call any of the other, Makas Arov. Dom, Sardeya, Kinemar, Makas Bacharos. Just say Bacharos. Firstborns, we know what happened to them. Right, the Arov doesn't say attacking wild animals. Just says blood, frogs. Right, just you don't describe the whole thing, so say Bacharos. So maybe it's just the first, first is Dalit and then is Mem. No, those two, those two together have dominant. Right? And those two together have dominant. That, that's two, those are the poles of the Makos to teach the Mitzrayim. You know, it's Mida, Kinek, and Mida. Elagam Damzeh, last pair, last on the bottom right. The two poles show that really all the Makos, all the Makos are there to teach. To show the haflaya, every maka has separation. Shakala makos kulam in arishon of arachrona onesh mida kenegan mida. Kol haflaya shoyebe misraim liyisrael b'chala makos. Right there, there the medrash goes through each one. They used to scream at us, so we had frogs screaming at them and croaking and making loud noises. Right, everything. And then at the end, the miyesh sorech lasos zeichel makos b'choros shlolaku b'abne yisrael. We have a uh, we have a a, 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 a a halacha a pasuk that says the carbon pesach but and there's even a minag of, of uh, the bechoros fasting on erev pesach right why makas bechoros because these two the dam and makas bechoros right that's to emphasize to the mitzrayim that all of them but these are megala in uh, in the clearest of terms. That there is a separation between the blood of the Mitzrayim and the blood of the and the blood of the uh, the Jews. And again, this is the root, as we spoke about last week. Right, Parah was the first anti-Semite against the nation of Israel. 
right? Last week was the first week we had the nation of Israel in the Parsha, right? In Sefer Bracious, it was the family of Israel. It wasn't the nation of Israel. Last week, the nation, and what did Paro do? Paro said that Jewish blood is sheep. That's what he said. Jewish blood is sheep. And that's why the first Makkah makes not Egyptian blood sheep, but again, as close to as we can, taking their source of life, their water, making it into blood, and showing them that this is not what, this is not what we do. This is not what we do. Um, okay. Again, to go through all the makos, please remember, you know, so many of the um, elements that we mentioned over the years in the Haggadah year, Svardaya, you can't uh, get in a heavy year where we don't mention the stipler with the frogs, right? They kept hitting the frog. Stop hitting the frog. They see every time they hit the frog, that gets more frogs. Stop hitting the frog. That's what Kaas does to you. That's what anger does to you. You're out of control, right? Svardaya, Kinim, Arov, every one of the makos has something to uh, to teach Kla Yisrael, the makah of Choshech, Right, we quoted years ago the Bar Yosef that uh, think about the Makav Choshech. Four fifths of the Jewish people died during Makas Choshech, the adults. So what does that mean? How many millions of orphans there were? Right, Klai Yisrael took everybody else's children out with them. The Chesed that was done. Again, every Makah has something to uh, to uh, to focus on. But just to end with a Rambam. The Rambam's yard site was this week Chavteves. So I thought I'd just end with a Rambam. Again, it's said by others, but we'll see it through the eyes of the of the Rambam. When we talk about the Makos, there's a Mishnah in Perkiavos that talks about the Makos. Says the Mishnah in source number ten. Right, that was just. Uh, a coincidence. Asara Nisyonos. The Mishnah about tens is in source number ten. Asara Nisyonos is Asa Avram Avinu. There were ten tests of Avram Avinu. Va'amad Bakulam Lahudia Kamachibasa Shal Avram Avinu. Shows us how much love Avram Avinu Hashem had for Avraham, how beloved he was. Well, we discussed in the past Avram Avinu. It's Dafka Avinu there. Uh, number one. Asara Nisim Nasul Avosinim Mitzrayim. Ten miracles happened to our forefathers in Egypt. Ten makos Hashem brought on the Mitzrayim in Mitzrayim. And ten more on the Yam. And then Asar Nisyonos, we tested Hashem in the Midbar. So the second line we understand. Ten makos Hashem brought on Mitzrayim. Where are the ten Nisim that he did for us in Mitzrayim? Right? Are they listed in the, in the text? What are the ten Nisim? Says the Rambam, it's obvious, but it's important to say, every makkah that occurred was a nace that it didn't affect Klai Yisrael. Aval, says the Rambam there in the Pirish of Mishnayis. Aval, asara nisim shenasla avosinim b'mitzrayim, heim hatzalasa me'eser hamakos. It's gufa built in. What, it's natural that only this blood should turn to, water should turn to blood and not that blood? And not that water? Every Makkah had a built-in, besides the Makkah being miraculous, the fact that it was limited is miraculous. It's miraculous. Every Makkah has a Pusik. That says it was only by the Jews. I don't know why, but that's what the Ram points out. Nine out of ten Mako says specifically, and it didn't affect the Jews. Kinev doesn't say that. We know it didn't, but doesn't say that. They were there, but they didn't damage them. And he quotes all the Psukim. 
But only Mitzrayim wasn't, so weren't able to drink. It says you. By all of them. So that's the Nisim that took place. What about at the Yam? The ten Nisim that took place at the Yam? That is not Mephorish in any Pesukim. Right? That we have to based on Chazal and the Midrashim. And this is really a, a, a Parshas B'Shalach Rambam. We could review it then, but we did it here. So you can just look here. Ten miracles that took place at Kriyas Yamsuf. Right? That's not Mufurish in the text. But what was it? Number one, that the water split. Number one. Number two, Neisheni Achri Baku Niskamer. Right? Achigain Tikra Kamura. Benasa Hadera Kiluhu it had a roof. The, wall, the water stopped, split, and then it had a roof. Number three, the ground got hard, so it wasn't mushy on the bottom. Four, it was uh, hard for us, and it was uh, like quicksand for them. Five, that there were 12 different pathways, one for each shavit, as the picture shows. Six, the water itself got hard. It wasn't even dripping. Right, it goes through. Seven, it wasn't one piece. It was just separate pieces. Eight, it was, it was, the, they brought, uh, you got to get a drink if you want. Nine, look at nine. It was like water fountains from the side. Ten, talks all about them. But the ten that were there in the Mitzrayim are in the Psukim, according to the Rambam, and the ten that were not there uh, are B'Kabbalah. What's the message? In, we read the Makos, we don't always focus on the fact of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's protection of us. So many times in life, we don't even realize it. Maybe then, things will become clear. right? How much Hashem protects each individual and Kla Yisrael as a whole. Right, so there was a priest. I heard this, I heard in the name of Rav Chaim Velazhin, but maybe you could fill in the rabbi. Right, a priest once came to Rav Chaim Velazhin and asked him about a, a pasuk to Hillim. Right, we say it in Hallel. Haluas Hashem kol goyim shabchu kol umim ki gaver aleinu chasta. Right, all the nations are going to praise uh, Hashem shabchu kol umim because Hashem's chesed is upon us. The priest says, "What well, we're going to praise God because He was nice to you? When's that going to be? When, when are we? When are we going to kol goyim ki gaver aleinu chasta?" So says of Chaim Yivalaj, and I'll tell you why. We don't know most of the things that you have planned against us. We have no idea. We know a few things here and there. But you know all the plans that Hashem foils. Right? Lahav, I mean, it's not this Lahav deal, but, you know, how many things does the, does the public know? How many Rahman al-Islam terrorist attacks were foiled? And how many do we not even know about? Because there are people with a Kaddish Baruch Hu's help working behind the scenes. We don't know. So Rav Chaim says, you know so much more than us. So you're going to praise because everything's going to become clear. There's so much protection that we haven't even realize it. But the more connected we are with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the more we'll feel it. The Pesukim we say every Shabbos morning in Yoshi B'Seh Sergelion on the, on the next page. Source 12. One of the Tehillims that many know by heart. But this is a paracol of Bapitachon. All about recognizing Hashem's protection. Every Makkah had a built-in protection of Am Yisrael. 
Right? What is the positive? What does it say? We say it. We have to think about the words. Omar Lashem, Machsi Umitsudasi, Yelokai Avdachbo. Hashem is my protection. Kihu Yatzilcha Mipakti Akush, Midera Avavos. He'll protect you from falling in anywhere. Be'evra Soya Sachlach. He'll take his wing. He'll put it over you. Lotirim Vachad Laila. Don't fear. Zion. Yipol Mitzidcha Elef. Urevava Miminecha. A thousand will fall on your right. Right, ten thousand, a thousand on one side, uh, ten thousand on this side. Elechalo yigash, but it won't touch you. So many things could be happening around, and so many things behind. Every day, there are things that are close that Kodesh Baruch Hu is protecting us from. But we just have to uh, connect to the one above, and that's what the Malbim says. The more we connect, so we're basically in that world. Why they won't touch you? I'm next to Hashem. If I'm next to Hashem, I have divine protection. The more we connect, the more we will merit that divine protection. And the Rambam clues us in, again, based on the Mishnah, that when we read about the Makos, every time we hear the Mako, we have to also appreciate Hashem's protection of Am Yisrael. We should all be zochet to tremendous protection on an individual level, on a national level. Klal Yisrael needs HaKadosh Baruch Hu's protection. Uh, and Bez Hashem, as we read about this Geula, the original Galus and Geula, we should be zochet to the ultimate Geula, B'mher of Yemen.